Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on? Um, it's Bar Down Breakdown. I'm back after not being around last week, but that's okay. Uh, Mikey held it down or so. That's what he tells me. But uh, we're really super pumped to have our homie Dan. Dan is uh, in the wonderful, wonderful Suck Brick Kid. Uh, vehement Home Alone 2 enthusiasts, I take it. <laughs> yes, yes. Hell yeah. Yes. Uh, but, uh, yes. <laughs> but D- Dan, Dan has uh, been been wonderful enough to uh spend some time with us doofuses we're gonna talk a little bit uh blackhawks hockey uh we're gonna talk about uh the orlando scene which has uh, been just flourishing uh we're gonna talk about suck brick kid we're gonna talk about you know salt and steak and all those awesome things <laughs> and uh i'm really pumped to have you man uh it's been a long time Thanks. coming we've, we've really wanted to uh get you guys on the on the pod uh you know just Thanks, because man. we've we've touched upon a lot of great Orlando bands and uh, you know, you were always one of the names that came up and uh, everyone's like, Oh, you got to have suck brick on. You got to have the, so we finally, we finally acquiesced and got you on. So we're, we're pumped to have you. Thank you. Thanks. I appreciate it. I I feel honored. Thank you. Thank you so much. Can we just comment on that word choice? Acquiesce. What? what Oh, that's not, that's not how you say it. Acquiesce. (laughs) Uh, That's you. You amaze me every day. So I'm going to tell you a funny story. Um, my uh one of my my new work friends his name is uh his name is josh um he's uh one of the things he does is so he's got this little like sign off tag that he does whenever he finishes a call and uh, i always look at him dead in the face when he's doing it and like beam a big smile because i love hearing it so what he started doing is every time because i use big words on my calls all the time because it kind of 
uh, helps me get through the day. I kind of like switch up my vocabulary and it's, you know, it's fun to do, but every time what, I hit it, what do what I do, do you, for what do you do? Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a recruiter, man. I'm a headhunter. Okay. So all I do all day <laughs> is try to sell people on jobs. And I actually really enjoy what okay. I do, but um, nice. you know, the monotony of saying the same things over and over again can get a little taxing. So I'll occasionally throw in like a big word there, but whenever I do, and he's with an earshot of me, he just like looks at me or will do like one of these things <laughs> or just like point at me. And sometimes it's to the point where like, if we lock eyes, I'll actually like laugh on phone calls. Like I'll just be like, yeah. So, you know, um, blah, blah, blah. Like I'll drop like a word, like, um, you know, jurisdiction or something. He's just like, and if you're listening to us uh, on, on like a podcast, you won't know that I like made a kind of like a Jim Halpert face. Uh, but if you're watching this on YouTube, yeah. you'll know. But so, yeah, that's my story about using big words. Um, but funny enough, um, it kind of all comes together. Right. Because so the way that I got this job uh, that I do now is actually through our mutual friend, Justin, Justin from out of time, who um, yeah. who, uh, you know, wonderful out of time is a great band, one of our favorites. Um, and you know, he kind of like locked in and was like, I think this dude, Tom could kind of do what I do and have fun doing it. So he got me this job. So it's all interconnected now. The webs have been yeah. woven as they say. So, but yeah, acquiesce. That's a, that's a good one. Keep that in your back pocket, Mikey. <laughs> Never going to use that word. You will not. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Hey, but cool. Let's just do, let's just jump right into it. So, um, you know, I know that you guys recently kind of released, re-released like a record. It was like re-recorded, kind of like a compilation. But before I hit that, I want to talk about Salt to Taste just because that's, I guess, really like your newest collection of new music that yeah. you guys released back in uh, in 2019. And of course, you did yeah. it with uh, the always excellent Smart Punk Records. So um, mm -hmm. I just give me a little bit of insight about it. Like what was the process uh, that went into writing that record, you know, recording the record, um, you know, just oh, man. Cool, some cool <laughs> highlights of it. Cause I'm, I'm sure you got some. Yeah, no, you know what, actually it's kind of funny cause um, we're like the slowest moving band ever. Um, <laughs> we started, we started writing that album. Uh, I think I want to say it was in 2016. Okay. And we recorded, it was like a crazy process of like, we recorded like four songs and then um, we sat on that for months and then we recorded the next, what, like six or eight songs or whatever. And then we sat on all the production and all everything that, that we did or whatever. And we sat on mm -hmm. it for, I want to say, dude, it was like two years or something like that until Jeez. literally 2019 or whatever. And I want to say that at one point, I like, it was, we, we were all talking about it. And we were like, dude, we got to just put this thing out. Like it's, it's been way too long or whatever. Um, and it just happened to be like, it came out what, like September, October of 2019. I think that's what it was. Sure. October. And, um, and then, you know, pandemic 2020. So yeah, it was, yeah. but it was, it was, it was such a long drawn out process of just like recording it and getting it mixed and mastered and so on and so forth. And, um, it was a really fun experience of recording it. It was, it was, we did it with uh, with Andrew Wade, and it was and Andrew was awesome to work with for you know, and uh, there was so many new ideas that he brought into it and everything, and, and uh, it was it was a fantastic like experience you know to to record that. 
So, yeah, it's yeah. it's uh, every time we talk to anybody who's ever worked with Andrew, they say the same thing. Yeah. They say he's just, yeah. you know, a, a, a wonderful guy to work with. He's so intuitive yeah. and he um, really has a, has a knack for this stuff. So um, yeah. great. You know, great to hear. Um, now he's um, I, I've probably asked this a million times, but is he in he's in like Orlando proper? Is he or where where is he like in Florida? His, he OK, so he's here in Orlando. Oh, um, his okay. studio is actually in, in like the Winter Park. Oh, cool! I want to say that like it's like Winter Park, almost like college. Like it's not College Park, but it's like it's mm-hmm. Winter Park. Like, um, um, I don't know if you know Clay Street or whatever. Oh it's yeah, like he, sure, his sure. Studio, his studio is back there, off of like Clay Street. Oh, it's like, got it. Okay, it's like really, yeah, it's like really nearby. Um, and. And they put up the audio compound there and mm. they have a, like some rooms. They have like practice spaces, I think, in there. I'm not really positive nice. about that one, but they have tons of rooms in there. Um, and the dude, the dude really like worked really, really hard to put up what he did in there, like with uh, as far as like, um, uh, like for, for is I don't know any of this, but for like audio quality purposes, mm-hmm. he spent a lot of time on it. So, Oh, I be- yeah, I, I believe yeah. that he, um, you know, like I said, it's yeah. to get a record that kind of sounds like the record that you guys put out. Yeah, it definitely mm-hmm. takes quite a bit of, um, you know, quite, quite a bit of blood, sweat and tears. But uh, but you can hear it. You know, you can hear it in, in the way the record was produced. You can hear it in the way yeah. the record comes off and, and you know, kind of how uh, how kind of big and broad it sounds. And I, I think that's kind of mm-hmm. like that, that seems to be his staple with kind of a lot of yeah. things that you listen to. He, he finds a way to like get like big kind of enormous sounds out of things and i mean like yeah it's super cool and you could hear that in like um i think um i'm, I'm trying to think uh, uh of some of the stuff that he's done like off the cuff i know he did uh you know magnolia remember and stuff but he did magnolia park yeah. i know he, he did that really great um wage war record yeah. and uh you know he's done some other cool stuff so but yeah you know yeah. it's it, it's definitely great to have someone that's kind of local to you uh, you yeah. know, because the, the whole idea usually is, you know, you've got, you know, 20 or 25 yeah. producers in studios and they're all across the country. And it's like, oh, like, yeah. let's let's go fly to Jersey and go to Gradwell or like, let's go fly yeah. to California and do this. So cool that he's yeah. he's, he's in your backyard. But uh, yeah, for sure. It's you know, what's crazy with him. Is that like uh, like you might have like some sort of like thing. Well, you, you might say to him like, Hey man, can we just like put some chimes in on like somewhere or can we put some chimes in all this song yeah. or something like that? Mm-hmm. And then like, he won't really respond. He just kind of like, he just like looks straight ahead at his computer and you know, and you don't know if like he heard you or not. So you just kind of like <laughs> drop the conversation, you know? And then like, he moves the the audio track over to like wherever the hell like he's gonna about yeah. to put like a bunch of chimes in or whatever you know, <laughs> and then he just opens up like an entire like I want to I don't know if it's like MIDI or something, but he yeah. just like opens up like this entire like waveform or whatever. He just yep. starts adding in like all different tones, and then he ch- starts changing it. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, cool, okay, yeah, he actually did do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you feel like, all right, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that's cool. like that's kind of the the signature yeah. of people who who kind of have a genius for that sort of thing, right? Like you know yeah. they. You know, like maybe they're not turning around to you being like, yeah, sure, man. Like, I'll do that. They're just like, okay, chimes. Yeah. Like, I, I have yeah. 30 different chime sounds. Like, how am I going to yeah. mix these to sound, you know? Oh, yeah. I love that. I really do. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so like I said, you know, everything I've ever heard with everyone working with uh, Wade has been uh, has been fantastic. But uh, so, yeah, let, let's kind of like 
talk about those those three years that it took you guys to to kind of yeah. compile everything. So, like, <laughs> yeah. so I, I know, like you said, like the process of 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 kind of getting everything together and recording it, and and you know, writing kind of the last half of the of the record a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But, um, so you know, those songs that you had kind of come into the process with those four or five songs from you know, 2016 or even like before that, um, yeah, you know, like I, I guess like inspiration wise, like you know, what kind of, what kind of stuff were you guys collectively listening to that kind of helped mold mm. what salt to taste ended up kind of becoming, you know? Man. Um, to be honest with you, I don't know. Um, is I can't, I probably can't, can't really put it to words because, because I'm kind of on the spot and <laughs> I have like a terrible like memory for this kind of stuff. Uh, it's all good. But, um, a lot of the a lot of the stuff that we were probably listening to, um, it, shoot, man, I'm, I'm trying to remember like what like bands were were big in the in the time or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I know that a lot of my influences that that I that I that I draw on a lot is mm-hmm. is like um, probably like old, not old, but it's old, but it's not old, I guess. But like early two thousand stuff, you know, like oh sure, um, anything from like uh, like Blink to like melancholin or sure. you know, newfound glory stuff like that yeah, you know sure um, yeah i know that i know that grant is really really big on like rancid and mm. uh, okay you know um interrupters and stuff like that sure arturo sure. is like huge on like stuff like thrice um, okay you know um and so at the time we were we were really i don't know if we were like really trying to draw from a bunch of them, like a bunch of the, that's like those bands mm-hmm. or anything. I think it's just kind of like, well, we kind of grew up like playing. Sure. Um, so it didn't really have like any, any kind of like any kind of um, rhyme or reason to like, gotcha. what we were writing or anything. Cool. Just, we're just kind of like, okay, you know. Yeah. Awesome. No, I get what you're saying. And yeah. I know it's kind of tough to like think about everything that you've been listening to for the past, you know, 20, 25 years and kind of yeah. put it into perspective there. But um, you could definitely yeah. hear like some of the influences, um, like some of the kind of 2000s pop punk influences in there, you know, like movie life and newfound glory and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But you can also definitely hear kind of those like, you know, late nineties. SoCal, I, you know, like melodic punk skate punk, you know, like stuff like, uh, you know, mill and Colin and lag wagon. Mm-hmm. And like, you can kind of he- definitely hear that in there. Um, cool. You know, and, and I mean, it's, it's a cool thing, right? Because like, you know, those, those types of bands, you know, probably wouldn't exist if it wasn't for bands like, you know, Descendants and, you know, oh, like, uh, you know, th- those bands that came out of like the late 80s and early 90s that kind of paved the way yeah. for quote unquote pop punk, you know, even your green days and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of cool to see that progression happen. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, so like, I guess next question kind of coming off of that a little bit like that ladder off of that is um, so, you know, you guys are, you know, in the process of writing and like you end up kind of coming up with this collection of, uh, you know, of songs and you're, you're looking to release it. Um, you know, what was it like, I guess, kind of, you know, you, you touched upon it a little bit, you put this record out and then within six months COVID happened. Um, like did, did that derail plans? Like what, what did you have in mind for that, that record cycle? Like, were you planning on doing extensive touring on it? Is that something that like, the band can really even do given, you know, kind of what everyone does back home yeah. or like what, what was, what was kind of the plan for, for that record cycle? 
Well, I think there's always like some sort of a plan of like, you know, like anytime you put out a record, like to, to do as much as you can on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of those things was like, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe like do like a couple, like, like a week or two or whatever, like runs here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think because of how long it took to put it out, um, mm-hmm. we weren't really expecting to like, oh yeah, we're going to, you know, tour, 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 or anything like that. Sure, um, sure, of course. And I think at the time it was more so like, okay, like we can't, I don't know if it's not that, I don't want to say we can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we have like tons of other obligations too that we have to, you know, like handle at home of course, and stuff. Of course. Yeah. Um, and so I think at the point it's, it's more so, you know, we, at that point we're writing more so because we're fulfilling like the love of playing music with like our buddies and, you know, sure. stuff like that. but it wasn't anything that like, if like an opportunity presented itself, like, Oh yeah, Hey, you, you guys want to go on tour or something? We're, we're not going to be like, no, fuck no. Like we're just, yeah. sorry. Um, but you know, we're not going <laughs> to say no to it. You know, we're going to be like, all right, right yeah, let's, let's do it. You know? But um, you know, it's, it's a, uh, but then COVID hits, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. it kind of puts a big, you know, a big damper on everything. And so you're kind of like, Oh, you know, don't really know what to do with this now other than just like let it kind of flourish if it flourishes if it flourishes then great if it doesn't then it is what it is you know um but yeah i mean i I feel like um i feel you know you know i I think i when i think about it back to everything um during covid i feel like I, i i feel terrible for some of the bands that were like actively like pursuing a career in music yeah and then COVID happens and then you're like, fuck, like we're trying to tour. We're trying to create this thing or whatever with, with our songs, with our music. And and they just kind of get stifled by a pandemic, you know, mm. which sucks, sucks to, to think about, but sure does. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it kind of like it, it pulled the sale or it pulled the wind out of the sales for a ton of, a ton of artists. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, hopefully we're kind of coming out of it all now. You know, moving forward yeah, with it. So fingers crossed yeah. for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah but yeah, so. I've kind of noticed a, you know, kind of the opposite too, though, with some bands coming out of the pandemic stronger than ever. And oh yeah, yeah, for there, sure. There, for there's sure. two bands in your backyard that I feel like came out of the pandemic and have never looked back, and that's Meet Me at the Altar and yeah. Magnolia Park, like. They're right oh, yeah. in Orlando, and they're like, yeah, blowing the heck up right now. Like it's yeah. unbelievable. And oh, absolutely. I, th- I think it's it's. I think stuff. I think I don't want uh, how to how to wear this. I think it's bound to happen. You know that I, I think like people are gonna people are gonna like look for music. They're, people are gonna look for new stuff to to gravitate towards to, um, and. It, I think I think it's a great thing that it's that's still happening, you know, kind of like uh, like organically or whatever, if you want to say it like that way, um, mm-hmm. to where you know bands are even without having to like ex- tour extensively or, or do a ton of crazy shit like on the road or whatever, that they can that they can still harness some sort of success, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that that speaks loudly, you know. So. And and like yeah. the thing, the interesting thing about like like a a band like Meet Me at the Altar, um, you know, for instance, and and it kind of would be interesting to have a little bit of this you know discourse with you about it. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're you know kind of an Orlando tried and true 
you know, group that ended up, you know, just really getting, uh, you know, and, and of, of course, you know, it, it's all well-deserved, but they just really got like, kind of like the water slide effect where all of a sudden they just started kind of just shooting down and got speed oh, yeah. and more speed and more speed yeah. until they end up signing to, to fuel by ramen. And I mean, like, yeah. you know, you, you think about what fuel by ramen has kind of been able to cultivate, you know, in the yeah. years past, I mean, you know, your fallout boys, your panic at the discos, your paramours, right. You know, like all of these yeah. bands that uh, really kind of paved the way for alternative music to be successful, um, but like, so I guess looking at it though, in a different way. So, you know, here you are, you know, putting out, you know, records through smart punk, which, you know, is a, mm -hmm. is a, a label and a name that has a pedigree all their own, but that kind of mm -hmm. carved out a pedigree in a different way. Right. So like, yeah, if you look at the yeah. kind of parallels, you know, even if it wasn't at the enormity of a fuel by ramen, it's still like without smart punk, you know, like. Like the the whole idea of you know kind of e commerce and, and the music industry and alternative music would kind of be shaped completely differently. So, um, mm -hmm. kind of to that end, like working you know in tandem with Smart Punk, at least the record label side of it, um, like how has that been for you guys? Like has it been like a pretty seamless process? Has it been easy, or have you found that it's you know pressing records can just be kind of like a difficult task? What you know, how have you kind of mitigated that? Pre pressing records is, is insane right now it's uh yeah. if uh I, I think the last time that i talked to anybody i think the last time i talked to either it was matt burns or it was mm -hmm. alex cooper mm -hmm. um i think i remember them telling me that like the turnaround right now um everywhere is like 13 months yeah it's insane like something insane to where it's like okay yeah we're, we're done here's here's the record you yeah. know and and it's like, here's, you know, we got to get, it, you know, we got to get the plaques made. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Gotta, gotta, you know, and then <laughs> to send it to a different company to go like, okay, can you guys press it? And then they're like, yeah, 13 months later, yeah. <laughs> you know, I yeah. think it's a, I think it's crazy. It's, it's, uh, it's nuts to think how busy plants are, like pressing plants are. Oh, for sure. Um, I guess it's a good problem for pressing plants, you know? It is. I agree. Yeah. Um. It's a, obviously it's a bad problem for for musicians and bands and stuff like that to to try to get their product out or mm -hmm. whatever. Um, but I think that's where I'm almost like pretty grateful about like um, you know online platforms and stuff. You know, like streaming Absolutely. platforms and stuff. You know, so that, yeah, yeah. I guess if we could if we could take like the four hundred and fifty thousand copies of Adele's record that are just sitting <laughs> on shelves, and if we could yeah, just right. if we could just melt all of that wax down. <laughs> We could probably mm -hmm. just ship it back to all of the pressing plants that she threw out of whack and uh, get yeah, some right. time back there. But uh, I like I, I get <laughs> is that it. Really, how many is that really? How many? Five hundred thousand copies is, no is, shit. is what I heard. Is what I heard. Five hundred thousand. Oh, and they're that, not selling. No, I mean like so you oh, like God. what you got to figure right is like yeah. your typical Adele fan probably isn't either doesn't own a turntable. Yeah. Or if they do own a turntable, they're not like they're not really like willing to like put in the time and the effort to like make it sound good or really play records. Yeah. So most of the people truly that are buying that LP are just big Adele fans that want to have it as like a piece of memorabilia. But yeah. like that isn't going to cut it for 500,000 copies. And it's just like, I, I really do wonder like what, 
like Adele's camp was thinking and like why someone in that camp wasn't just like, Hey, let's, dude, let's, let's do 50. Think about it though. It's right? Adele though, dude. Like, I mean, think about it. Adele. You know? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Tom, how many copies do you have <laughs> of the Adele me, record? Me? No, me? Tom, Tom definitely oh, has oh. at least two. I've got four, four <laughs> variants. Don't worry about it. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, but like, but it's just the way I think about it is like, and, and, and like, I'm sure like Adele wasn't sitting there with like her, like Cruella DeVille coat on being like, I'm going <laughs> to screw all these artists. Like, eh. like, I'm sure she yeah. was just thinking, That's I have funny. a tremendous amount of fans. Let's just do it all at once so that they're all out there. But like, I, I just wish like someone in her camp, like someone just in her circle was just like, Hey, that's not really how that goes. Like we do like. 50,000 yeah. and then if we sell all 50,000 of them we'll just get 50,000 more you know or something like that and but yeah. it is what it is right I mean like nothing we could say is gonna turn back time Adele's not gonna unwrite her record and no shade <laughs> to Adele honestly yeah. it's a great record I've listened to it like a couple of times it's good but it just yeah. bums me out that like I have to wait for like the taking meds record that I bought three <laughs> months ago and like oh. And, so, and and some poor yeah. some poor soul from Smart Punk just keeps hitting me up like, yeah. hey man, it's gonna be another month, and I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Oh man, I'm used to it at this point. But but oh, you know, shit, I'm sorry, man. No, hey man, you don't have to apologize. It's not your fault. Oh, it's Adele's fault. Oh, you know, so oh, I just kind of I direct all of my complaints Adele. to Adele at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so yeah, so just kind of like wrapping, you know, some of the the suck brick stuff up just to kind of talk about it. So um, you guys actually re-recorded your first whole record. Like, was it a full re-record? Okay. Yeah. So, so so funny enough, right? So remember how I was was saying earlier that like, Oh, it takes us fucking forever, dude, to like do any recording. (laughs) So yeah, I want to say that as soon as we were done recording the first four songs for the new album, Mm-hmm. we actually went in and recorded the entire original LP or, or uh, EP yeah. the, mm-hmm. the beast goes on or whatever. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. we record, we recorded that entire thing before we finished recording, by the way, <laughs> before we finished recording the next six or eight songs. Love and it. so it was like, we recorded four songs. We had those ready for some reason. And we were like, all right, let's, let's go record it now. And then for some reason, we were like, yeah, let's go record all of the Beast Goes On after, right after. Um, and, then, and then we recorded the following eight, six or eight songs. And then we sat on the first four and six songs <laughs> for like three years or two years or whatever the hell it was. And then we sat on the acoustic stuff uh, for even longer until, you know, until basically pandemic and everything like wow. post pandemic or, or not post, I mean, during a pandemic. So yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, we're not the most uh, efficient, but we actually have an entire new album right now that like we, we recorded and, and it's, okay. it's pretty much done. And, and, but uh, we'll get that in 2025. I've, you know what? You know what? I've, I've got a running joke with the, with the rest of the guys in the band. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, um, that record's not going to come out for like you know three or four years. And then some of the guys are like, no, 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 it's going to come out like next week. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like it's not coming out for a while. 
but like but, you know i yeah. i guess that like the cool thing about that though is like you know as you know independent artists like you you can kind of you know determine the timeline of when you want your music to come out right like i mean granted yeah. sitting on a full a full length record kind of sucks because i'm sure you've listened to those songs ad nauseum and you're just like i can't wait for other people to listen yeah. to them but at the same time it's like you can kind of plan for when the time is right you know so you don't have yeah, to yeah. you don't have to push it out and i think that's another parallel you know kind of going back to talking about you know big major labels versus you know smaller independent labels is like you have the luxury yeah. of being able to say yeah you know uh you know with the pandemic right now like it's you know it's starting to kind of ramp up a little bit let's hold back for a couple of months and then yeah know, whereas with a major label it's like no no like we we dumped $75,000 into you know marketing yeah. this record like it's coming out deal with it yeah. you know so you, you kind of are in the driver's seat which i think is a good thing but um yeah having said I've, yeah yeah oh, go sorry ahead, no, I think fine. one of the things is, um, is, you know, because because we're because of it, we're we're <coughs> not putting out, um, we're not putting out like a ton of content or anything like that. I think like in total, what is it like between both like the EP and the the uh, salt to taste or whatever? I think it's like mm -hmm. like a total of like seventeen songs or something like that. that yeah, we've yeah. been a band since like two thousand fourteen, mm -hmm. um, and so we're not trying to put out like a ton of, it's not that we're trying to, not trying to put out music or anything like that, or we're not working on stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I just think that like, we kind of like, because we're able to sit back on it for so long, we're yeah. like able to go like, okay, like this is, you know, we can we rework this or rework that or whatever. Mm -hmm. and, um, so we don't have a lot of content, I guess, if, if you want to call it that. Um, but I think what we have put out, we're, we're happy that we've put out, oh, yeah. you know, um, as a band, you know, so yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, flooding, flooding content is, you know, you could take it either way. Like I always love when, you know, my favorite bands are putting out new stuff, but I mean, I guess I call it the quote unquote, like tiny moving parts conundrum. Like they were putting yeah. out like a full length, like every year. And yeah. it got to the point where like, you know, they've been a band for eight or nine years or something and have like six yeah. full length records. And it's like, that's great. But you know, yeah. it doesn't, give a band the ample time to grow and to develop who knows you know i, yeah, you know, I, yeah. I can't say you know bruce springsteen has you know what thirty thousand <laughs> albums and seventy thousand songs and they're yeah. all awesome so you know that's you know not for me to yeah. say that but no you know i, I definitely definitely <laughs> yeah. eager to to hear some some new stuff are do you guys have any plans on uh like putting out any singles or anything at any time or, or is that um, kind of stuff tenuous yeah that, i'm not sure about when we're when we're getting ready to put out any singles or anything like that i know mm -hmm. that we were talking about like possibly like a september release or something like that for, okay. for the new stuff nice. um however if if it's by anything that i that i think um is it's not september this year but i'm sure that it, <laughs> it'll be september this year like especially now if like any, if any of the guys are like listening to this or whatever or watching it they're probably gonna like they're like, damn, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> I'll be like, whatever, man. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. Like, you know, Listen, like, you wouldn't you wouldn't be the first person who like accidentally like spilled some shit on this podcast. Yeah, yeah that'd be you, Tom. You just talk about like bands signing on labels, and it's not. <laughs> uh oh. 
Oh, Mikey's gone. Of course. Oh no. <laughs> he likes to do this kind of stuff. He'll pop back in. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but, um, but yeah, cool. So like, um, it it's uh it's one of those things where see there he is i knew he was hey cheers back. how's it going man <laughs> i don't know what just happened no you just <laughs> left you were like tom does this and that yeah, this, yeah. and then you just you got so mad that you just ripped your computer in half that's fine <laughs> um so cool how about we we do this um let me take a quick pause i'll i'll talk about our sponsor DraftKings, and then okay. we can kind of launch into some some hockey talk and uh uh you know before we fully leave uh the music space i definitely want to uh, talk to you about fest a bit because i know you guys have played yeah. a couple and um yeah. i definitely uh you know want to talk about that because it's one of the best weekends of the year yeah but another great weekend uh, of the year that's coming is uh the big game uh technically oh, yeah. you're not supposed to call things the super bowl uh yeah. because i think like you have to pay to say the super bowl but listen it's not that big a deal because it's the moment yeah. we've all been waiting for so hey check it out DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, they're an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. They're giving new customers 56 to one odds on either team. So if you bet just $5, you get 280 in free bets if your team wins. And that's awesome. So DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country, which is awesome. Uh, you know, sports betting is becoming a big thing all over the country. It's getting legalized in more sports you know more states which is great and if it isn't in your state yet you're cool because you can still play DraftKings daily fantasy football contests for super bowl 56 and new customers can get a free shot at a million dollar top prize how can you beat that i don't know so download the DraftKings sportsbook app use promo code thpn the hockey podcast network thpn again 56 to 1 odds on either team you bet just five dollars you get 280 in free bets if your team wins you're gonna go for the rams you're gonna go for the Bengals. you're a joey b guy you a maddie stafford guy i don't know but we're gonna find out but promo code thpn DraftKings sportsbook and they're an official sports betting partner of the nfl and super bowl 56 and i'm gonna read this one fast because this is the red text that needs to be read fast 21 or older minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN Redline 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in parentheses 467-369. And that's the ad read, ladies and gentlemen. And if you have a gambling problem, Mikey, who do you call? The movie life. Perfect. Dude. I love it. By adding New York, the call to action or whatever at the bottom has gotten way longer. It's <laughs> like, crazy. New York's it's just wild. Too many rules, New York. Relax on the rules. That's why crazy. people are leaving left and yeah. right. And it's crazy because um, one of the uh, clients that... Uh, you know, Justin and I work with at, at Synergy is actually um, uh, Caesars Entertainment, and they are developing their own sportsbook application. And uh, we have to go through the rigors of uh, all of the state requirements and all that jazz. Um, it's kind of crazy. But, uh, you know, I mean, sports betting is just getting bigger and bigger as as kind of the landscape grows. Um, I wish, you know, they'd give us more content uh, to talk about hockey. But uh you know, we don't I guess talk it's about super- hockey anyway. Yeah, we don't. We also don't talk about Bruno. So sorry, guys. <laughs> no, you're good. It's all man. good. I had Tom, to I'm just finished. And I'm not even yeah. gonna lie. I had to take a leak, and I don't I've got blame the weakest you. bladder. 
No, hey, man, uh, yeah, you're, you're fine. I, I don't I don't even like listening to the ad read when I'm saying it. So, <laughs> um, no, I'm just joking. There we, we go. We love there, there's the end of our sponsorship. Thanks, yeah. man. I just, <laughs> you know, it's just all the red stuff is just hard to read. It's a lot. You know, it's a lot of red stuff. But yeah. so uh, speaking, of, speaking of red stuff, let's talk Chicago hockey for a hot second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes. Is that an Islander hat I see on you? It sure is. And you, know, uh, you, know, you got that Barry Trotsky over there, man. Yeah, listen, I mean, um, you know, as a as a, as a currently sad and tired Islanders fan, uh, this year did not pan out the way any Islanders fan thought it was going to uh, at all. Wait, are Islanders not doing too well right now? Poorly. No, very sure. poorly. Uh, yeah, really? we had yeah, we had honestly we had a, a a string of pretty good years where we went a little deep and we had a, yeah. a really good team that we put together, but um, you know, a lot of things are kind of weird. Uh, some weird free agent pickups that we did in the off season that didn't pan out. The chemistry wasn't there. Uh, players yeah. that just aren't really um, gelling. And you know, on paper, stuff that happened in, in the off season, a lot of Islanders fans, like again on paper, were like, "Oh, this is yeah. great." You know, we don't need a guy yeah. like Letty. We don't need this or that. And then it turns out that they were pretty uh, uh, yeah. integral integral parts of the team, but. You've got, you know, yeah, uh, the Blackhawks organization, which I think has kind of that has crestfallen in there. as well. Yeah, for sure. It's been there for sure, for sure. Yeah, 2015. After 2015, man, I remember 2016 getting swept, man, swept by the Preds. And I think I, I just remember I was like, oh, shit, okay, this is going to be rough. And since then, we haven't made a playoff in our own merits. I know that we also, like, we did make the playoffs, what was it, last year or the year before for, like, the, the, the weird, yeah, the, the bubble, bubble thing. But we were also, like, you know, team number 12 of of that of that entire run or whatever to where it's like, okay, we, we're going to do, you know, the round robins, and it's, like, best of 12 each team, you know? Um mm-hmm. And on paper, I feel like this season was supposed to be incredible for the Hawks with, you know, with the, with acquiring Flurry and, uh, and, and getting uh, Seth Jones. Um, and it's just been such a disappointment <laughs> in a sense. I love the Hawks and they're like my team, like I'm, I'm the Hawks guy through and through, man. but it was just such a disappointment to see some of the stuff that happened so early on, especially with, with, with the previous coach with, with Jeremy Carlton. I think, I feel like for two seasons, like I personally, I gave him like a pass. I was like, okay, you know, it's like, he's new. He's like, it's his first time coaching NHL. He's like younger than I am, you know, like, like good for him, you know, like this dude's like, you know, climbing the ranks and whatever. And then, and then you see exactly what happens and you're like, shit <laughs> like this is a rough 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 season you better so. watch what you're saying about islander great jeremy collington <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. He, he, he played for the islanders for no he didn't did he really i didn't yeah I didn't, for I didn't at least a season played. or two i had no idea that he even played for in the nhl i thought i thought for some reason he was like always like stuck in like the ahl or something like that no yeah. he made the islanders when the islanders were really bad Oh, okay. Well, like right. early on in John Tavares' years. Oh, okay, okay. That makes a little yep. more sense, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but you yeah. know, at least, 
at one of the pieces that you mentioned, you might be able to get a good amount of return at the trade deadline this year with, yeah. you know, flurry. I, I think like, yeah. If you guys unload him at the trade deadline, that that could turn into like maybe a first round yeah. pick and some money and like I don't know if maybe you, even I don't a know, prospect or two. You know what? I don't know if you unload Flurry. I don't know if you do that. You know, like oh, you got to at this point. I know it seems like the logical thing, but you have you have a couple of things with him. Is that he doesn't want to move his family around. The only thing I think that could maybe work for for a player like Flurry is. Let's say he got traded to the to the, to the Capitals, right? Because that that was like in talks or whatever. Like, oh, that Flurry and the Capitals were like in talks or whatever. Um, unless he's planning on keeping his family where he's at, and then it's flying to like all the games and doing whatever the hell he needs to do to, to get to and from all the games. At the end of it, he's probably still just going to end up right back from where he's at. But he's still going to put that strain on his family, which I don't think he, I don't know if he's going to do that, and he probably will, but. I don't know if he will, you know. And then uh, second, I don't know if the Hawks are going to want to let go of him, you know, in a sense. I mean, it, it makes sense, you know, to, to go like, okay, you know, like, um, yeah, let him go and try to get a first-round pick, so on and so forth. But in recent years, every single time that they try to get – that they've gotten a first-round pick, it hasn't really panned out. Like, I mean, what was it? Kirby Doc was a first-round pick, right? And so it was Adam Bokvist. Mm-hmm. And they haven't really panned out to be what the Hawks anticipated, anticipated them for them, for them to be, you know? So I think, I don't know if like, I don't know if you let go of Flurry for that, you know? So. But he, he's also getting old. So you, you don't know oh, how yeah. many, how many seasons he even has left in, in the tank. So yeah, you, yeah. You, you always got to think like he could just, say at the end of the season that he wants to retire and then you get nothing. Well, that's true. So yeah, I, I don't know. Especially like everything changed when we lost John Tavares and got nothing in return. Like, yeah. I don't want to get caught in yeah. that situation again, where we're, we're losing a, a key p- part of our team and yeah, get absolutely nothing. So yeah, it makes sense. Y- I mean, you definitely want to try to get something while the market is hot. Like there's a lot of teams that are yeah. in the playoff hunt that need a goalie. Like Edmonton is number one on my list. Like, Oh yeah, for sure. You, you can't let another season of Connor McDavid at his prime slip and possibly not make the playoffs because of goaltending. Like your questionable yeah. goaltending shouldn't be the reason this guy's not center stage on a deep playoff run. Yeah. You know what though? I, I, I will say, man, that like with Connor McDavid, um, and Leon Dreisaitl, um, I'll pro- I'm probably the only person in all of America and Canada to say this, but um, I feel like uh, I feel like Connor McDavid and, and Leon Dreisaitl right now they're sitting on a team that I think what I think I read the other day that their cap space is like what like ninety three million dollars or something like that, you know, and they they went on like a seven or nine game losing streak mm-hmm. on that cap space. Uh, with the talent that they have on that team, um, I, I I feel like the city of Edmonton should be pissed off with them. Oh, they're in, throwing for, jerseys on the ice. Yeah, I feel like they should be. They they have all the right to. I know that. I know that the other day somebody was pissed off that like a reporter was like giving um uh, giving Leon Dreisaitl a hard time. Give him a hard time. 
like make him know like dude you guys you guys have like one of the highest caps like cap hits in the entire NHL mm-hmm. you know like and with the talent that you have you shouldn't be going on these 7 to 9 game like losing streaks you know so clean up your act i don't know you know i feel like that's probably the other other end of it but i don't know but that's uh you know that's that's me being kind of critical and harsh about it but at the same time i'm i'm also like following the hawks who are like you know they start off with a nine game losing streak so <laughs> yeah yeah it yeah. it's it's an interesting season the way it's playing out and there yeah. there's a, a few teams that are surprising people and the yeah. one that's standing out to me is nashville like that's surprising me yeah but I don't want to spend too much time talking about our sad teams right now because <laughs> yeah, like I, I was talking about yeah. this the other night, like the Islanders are maybe one or two losses away from it really being like a long shot that they make the playoffs. Really? Oh, oh yeah. Man, I had no idea. I had no idea that the Islanders, are that. I haven't been obviously because I'm, I'm constantly watching the Hawks and stuff. I, I, I'm not like paying attention to a lot of the, the rest the of the me- league. Yeah. The Metro is, is, is like, like completely divided, right? I mean, yeah, like but there you are... guys, you guys have like the hardest. Literally, you guys have the hardest uh, division. Like, yeah, hands down. Between, yeah, and, like, and I mean, and like I don't, I like you know, you don't want to make excuses for the team that you love, but I mean, the Islanders kind of went through it. I mean, they they started the season on like a brutal thirteen game, you know, yeah, away streak. I mean, they were constantly on the road waiting for their building to be built and you know they came yeah. into the building with with all this excitement and they just kind of <clears throat> fell flat you know yeah but well, i mean like into the building and half their team wasn't there they were well, out on, yeah. COVID they were all protocol. on covid protocol but it's oh, you yeah, know when yeah, you look yeah. at the metro man it's wild it's like the like i i'm pretty sure like i think the islanders are like i don't know three points behind whomever is like ahead of them i think maybe like the blue jackets or something and then the yeah. next four teams are literally like twenty points ahead of them. It's yeah. like you're yeah. not you're not you're not catching them. Like you're just not. Yeah. Like you know. And really, what the Islanders yeah. would need to do to limp into the playoffs is really they'd need to go. They need to streak. They need to like yeah, win five or six streak. games or yeah something <laughs> crazy, and then hope that one of those. Really. Yeah, but and yeah. like and and yeah, and the Hawks are in kind of a, you know, not a great position either. But yeah, you know, oh, but, they're but terrible still. Right now. But still, though, like, like I said, yeah. it's, it's it's awful. But again, yeah. that's what makes the NHL so brilliant. Is I mean, like literally, yeah. if the Hawks come out of the, you know, the um, the All Star break renewed and end up, you know, yeah, taking taking six out of eight or seven out of nine, all of a sudden you're you're creeping up on that wild card, you know? Yeah, you know what's crazy though, man. Like I feel, I feel like I don't know if it's this like if this the same things have been going on with the, with the Islanders, but I feel like with the Hawks, man, it's been like it's a really shitty combination of uh, of pairing of, of of offensive and defensive pairings and they've been tossing around the idea of like okay let me let, let's pair up Kane with the Brinkett and Kubalik okay that's not working so let's pair up Kane and the Brinkett with Taves okay that's not working let's pair up Kane the Brinkett with um who was it Entwistle I think is what it was right um and then that didn't work. So then they removed Kane with, with the Brinket. But 
if you look at the entire team and all, the majority of the goals and the majority of the points and everything are being put up by Kane and Debrinket, especially on the on the uh, on on the breakaways, right? Mm-hmm. But then they have on the other end of it, you have Kubalik, you have Strom, you have um, uh, Doc. Yeah, Calvin DeHaan in the yeah, in defense. But you have mm-hmm. all these guys that are like, they should be putting up tons of points and tons of goals. Mm-hmm. In particular, Kirby Doc and um, and Dominic Kubalik, and they're just not producing at all. Just until recently did Dylan Strom start producing in any way, shape, or form. But it's but it's still just not enough. Um and I think it's 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 weird. It's also a thing, uh Forbes and I, uh Mike Forbes from out mm-hmm. of time, we talk yeah. about this all the time. We're like, okay, you know, like who do you think is gonna get traded away, you know, before the trade deadline on? I think personally I believe that Jonathan Taves is gonna get traded away. Same he believes the same thing. We both think that Taves will get traded away to somebody like, I don't know, like Winnipeg or one of the Canadian teams, essentially, Calgary, Winnipeg, or I don't know, whatever. Um, and I don't know if we're going to get anything positive in return for that. You know, like I don't think the Hawks are going to get anything great in return for if they traded away Taves. And the only thing I can think of is I had to look at whatever the rosters are for like, let's say a city like Winnipeg. And I think the only thing that they might have in return that could potentially work would be like a Jack, uh, um, what's his name? Mark Shifley or whatever, you know, but I don't know if that's, okay. I don't know if that's even on the table. Like, yeah. But at the same time, I wouldn't I'm just do that a, if I was Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah. But I'm at the same time, I'm, I'm just, I'm just a fan, you know? So, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what's going to happen with. The, but I, I have a feeling that Taze is going to get traded for sure. I mean, and and you know, yeah. it's it's very possible. And I think there'd be a lot of, there probably would be a lot of suitors for him. Um, but you know, you also got to remember, man, he's you know creeping up there in age. I think he's like thirty two or thirty three. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, he's up there. With the exception of um, the exception of, I, I want to say it was like two or three years ago where he. Um, we had that like 80 point season or whatever, like his like production's kind of been waning a bit. Yeah. Um, oh, and, yeah. you know, and, and then you've got to, you know, you also worry about, you know, his health and stuff like that. And we're kind of having yeah. like the same sort of discourse about um, uh, uh, some buddies of mine were having like a discussion about Sidney Crosby much in that way. where like, you know, yeah. he's even older, but he's even more injury prone. And it's like, you know, what really, yeah. You know what? What ends up happening to a guy like that? Does he just kind of ride off in the sunset? Uh, but you, you like to think that Taze yeah. has a couple of a couple of years left in him. But yeah, I mean, if the Blackhawks are going to seriously kind of look at their team and be like, okay, we've got to get younger and rebuild and, and get faster yeah. and, and have some more, uh, you know, some more fluidity here, Taze is probably the piece that that you move. Um, you know, yeah. you get some, you know, get either someone in return that you can build around, or again. Yeah. You know, draft picks or something like that, but kind of remains to be seen. Um, I, I yeah, you know, I, I grew up, it, it's funny, I grew up, um, you know, when I was like young, like in like the mid 90s. Um, and I think I can probably attribute it to like NHL 95, but I somehow found myself yeah. like being a, like an, an Islanders and like a little bit of a Blackhawks fan, yeah, mostly because I love Jeremy Roenick and Chris Chelios. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> yeah. grow up, grow up to realize that like Jeremy Roenick is like the fucking 
dingus, you know, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure I had like, I'm pretty yeah. sure I had a his poster and a Trevor Linden poster on my wall. That's, I don't even know where you could get a Trevor Linden poster, but I got it. You know? Where can yeah. you get any posters these days? Yeah, like, well, I, I mean, it was in the 90s. You could get posters anywhere. Yeah. The only place you can really get posters now is FYE. Do you remember those yeah. like poster things that you have to like turn? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what were they called? I haven't they seen they? any of those anywhere in the no, longest no, yeah. time. They were like Rolodexes, like the, but for posters. Yeah. <laughs> or like the full size like cardboard cutout of like the player, you know, like in oh, like yeah. some sort of action shot. That you know, heads, like, right? Heads, you remember yeah. them? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's crazy because, you know, like that was like that was the the era that really like solidified my love for this. You know, is you know growing up in the '90s and watching '90s hockey and playing all the '90s video games yeah. and like, you know, I, I talk about Wayne Gretzky's 3D hockey like as often as I possibly can because I still <laughs> to this day think that that's like. One of the best games on the planet. I really do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's funny, dude. I play. I, I'm constantly playing uh, like uh, any of the any of the NHL series, like oh, yeah. EA games or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, I'm getting used to the new one. Sorry, I'm getting like really nasally. I, I had like to char up like a bunch of wood today at work or whatever. But <laughs> so I think it's like having the allergies or whatever. But um, but yeah. The latest is like the NHL 22, and so I'm getting used to it quite a bit yeah. now. But mm-hmm. it's they changed a lot of the stuff, I think, from like between NHL 21 to 22. I heard that. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's it, the gameplay is a little bit weird. It's uh it's a little more realistic. So, okay. um, it's uh, I feel like throughout NHL, what like 19 through 21. Any or 19 through 20 was like really heavy on like controlling poke checks, and so anytime mm-hmm. you go to do a poke, poke check, it would cause the other player to like trip, you know. <laughs> and so you constantly have like tripping penalties yeah, or tripping yeah. calls or whatever, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, that's true. And so I think they kind of removed that or like kind of toned it down. And so I'm sure, now, yeah. yeah, so now it's uh, last year's, I think it's like they toned it down significantly enough, but now mm-hmm. it's uh. Now, like poke checks and stick lifts and stuff like that, like don't work. Period. You know, and if they do, you're really lucky. But then, <laughs> um, it's like the speed and everything, like in, in for all your players mm-hmm. and stuff. It's like it's like non-existent. And, yeah. And now I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know if you guys follow a lot with like NHL series or anything, but uh, I feel like in the last couple of years, every single time they release one of the series, um they wait to release any kind of like for, so I play a lot of like hockey ultimate team or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah for sure. It's, and so they, I feel like for, for a while they, they wait to release any of like the, the higher value players, you know, like, Oh yeah. Like mm-hmm. 92 overall or 95 mm-hmm. overall. Yep. So, so forth. Yeah, I feel yeah, yeah. like as soon as they release this edition of NHL 22, it's mm-hmm. like, it's, it came out with all these, really high overall players interesting and so it's uh or maybe i just got it kind of late i got it in like <laughs> november but I, for me know. for me it's so funny man i i just like all the all the more arcade style games are like the ones that like i i have the most fun with and and like and yeah. i guess it's just like there there's the purest part in me that like loves like more simulation based games like your maddens and you're like nhls and stuff but like yeah. i would i would like happily play nba jam over any like nba 2k yeah. 
or NBA Live, and like I'd probably happily yeah. play like NFL Blitz over like <laughs> yeah. any Madden game or whatever. Like it's just yeah. I don't know. What I'd, about like, NHL hits? I remember NHL hits, man. That was that was like a kind of the a hockey wing... version. Yeah, it was hockey a version of Blitz. Yeah, it was yeah, a Wayne Gretzky's, was it Wayne Gretzky's 3D no. hockey clone. No, it wasn't. <laughs> was it good? No. I would love I would love if they made a um like a very like arcade version of like like curling. I've been watching curling, <laughs> a lot of curling and luge. I've been I, look every <laughs> it's just like why the hell not? Sorry, you know? sorry, sorry. That's, I think oh, you did have a like a winter Olympics game <laughs> on yeah. the in, Nintendo 64 when we were growing really? up and it was so hard. Funny as shit, man. Like the yeah. hard like the speed skating to try to do dude, it was so oh, hard. Man. I can just imagine I can just imagine like the the shit talking like between like players like playing curling and stuff, you know, like online. Dude. I like it could be a yeah. market for that. I mean, Honestly, yeah, probably. But there, there are funny, like yeah. curling clubs here in Charlotte. I'm sure yeah. down in Orlando they have them too, and just, it is kind of like, kind of you know how people go to like those axe throwing bars now. Yeah, yeah, sure. They these cur- curling clubs have kind of become that new wave here in Charlotte, where like That's on a funny. Friday night a group of friends just get together and go play curling. Yeah, and, like drink sounds, beers and stuff. Yeah, it sounds yeah. funny. That sounds great. I know that, like, like right down the street from me. So I play hockey with with. Uh, uh, I'm not a Forbes team anymore, but um, we play hockey together, I guess. And uh, but at the rink that we play at, they they like painted the entire ice now, like on one of the one of the rinks or whatever, like with like all curling stuff or whatever. Oh shit! Wow. And so you can like we do have curling here. It's just I don't think I've ever seen anybody play curling at RDB. Which Honestly, is like... Orlando, like you'd be so so surprised. Orlando is such a diverse city. Orlando yeah. has their own uh, their own cricket team. Really? They have a cricket squad, and I, like as you'd imagine, oh, yeah. because cricket is so popular in in um, in India, like the whole team, yeah. it's all people of Indian descent. But I mean, like funny, they have yeah. a cricket team. Like you could go somewhere and watch a cricket match. I guess like that's funny. I don't. Know I I don't think I would ever understand it. Like I would yeah. watch it. Um, yeah, oh great! Oh great! I don't. You know what? I don't get that, and I don't understand. Um, uh, what is it? Um, What's rugby? Like I don't rugby? understand rugby at all. Yeah, I don't get it. Rugby's uh, just—they just throw the ball back and then just it's just blood sport. It. It's essentially blood sport. That's really all rugby. Yeah, is. but like, how do you score in rugby? Like, I don't get it. I don't There's think it's about points, and it's, it's not really it's about scoring strange. as much as it's just about murdering. People. <laughs> you could you could definitely ask Casey yeah. Sizikas about that. That's funny. He did murder someone playing rugby. <laughs> playing rugby. Wait, <laughs> <Play> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a weird oh. fact that. <laughs> Uh, Islander fans just know about Casey's, but it wasn't his fault. It was like one of those freak acts. Hit him at the time where, like, in between yeah. heartbeats or something weird. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, okay. Yeah. I remember the one guy that died, like, I think he got hit in the neck, I think, playing cricket. I don't know if you guys remember that, like, a couple years ago. I it believe like, it. On the pitch or whatever, like, the ball bounced on the ground and, like, it hit, like, a weird bounce and, like, it struck him, like, in the side of the neck. Yeah. And probably, like, seven, and then I guess it was like, carotid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he just like passed out right then and there. And like just, it, yeah. it blows my mind. Like not to get too macabre, but like it blows my mind. Like yeah. I've like watched like compilations on YouTube of like you know like 
major league and minor league like pitchers like get like clocked with like line drives. <laughs> oh yeah. And like and like get no, up like don't like, look at me funny. Like I'm not like sitting there doing it all the time. I'm not like oh it's, it's just like yeah. it, it's just such a such a weird thing to watch. So I'm I'm gonna just to give you some context. I love watching sports compilations in general. Like I'll throw them on on yeah. YouTube. Like as I'm doing something, like I'll watch like a uh, you know like I'll watch like a funny weird things that happen in sports compilation like this and that. And then somehow I just let it roll and let it roll. And then finally one that came on was like pitchers getting hit with line drives. And I was like, Oh God. So uh, yeah. that's brutal. That's a brutal thing. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, you don't have to lie. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. So. Yeah. yeah, man. What are you, 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 what are you grabbing yourself? Another, another, another brewski here. Hey, there we go. I like it. <laughs> that's the way we like to do it here so yo um i got one last music question uh, i want to fire at yes. you and i, I got to talk to you a little bit about about the fest because like i said it's i think it's my favorite yeah. my favorite weekend of the year um you know yeah. for, for our listeners that aren't super familiar with the fest uh essentially gainesville just empties uh out and all of the uf uh yes, kids, yes. i should say uh they yes, go off to yeah, it's always on. Yeah, the, they go to Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah, the Florida Georgia game. I think it is yeah. in Jacksonville. So, uh, you know, the Gainesville just gets downtown Gainesville just gets taken over by punks, and it's yeah, the greatest it's, time. It's so much fun. It's um, I love it. All the guys, all the guys in the band love it. Yeah, um, a bunch of our friends love it. It's it's always funny, man, because like I feel like every single time fest comes around, um. A bunch of our friends are like, "Oh yeah, how many how many sets are you guys playing?" Or how many you know? And, and then, of course, and yeah. they're like, "Yeah, we're playing like seventeen sets mm-hmm. at fest." And you're like, "What in the hell?" Are you? Yeah. <laughs> like, how that's did, you know, that's just fest, it's awesome, man. But, it's like you play yeah. your regular set, you find yourself yeah. at like Boca Fiesta playing an acoustic set. Oh maybe, man, Boca maybe, Fiesta. Maybe yeah. you're playing like the pool party, doing like yeah. a Blink One Eighty Two cover set, or you're doing the <laughs> the, the beer yeah. purge playing a weaker than's cover set man like i you yeah. know every single time i've been to fest it's been like just a wild experience but uh so you guys yeah. played you guys played last year fest 19 right yeah we, we yeah we just played this previous fest uh mm-hmm. and then we played the one before that which i think was like fest 19 yeah, yeah. or yeah yeah i think um, i think fest yeah the one fest 18 was the one in true whenever it was i think the last one was 19 because i like know the one two years ago yeah i know the one that's coming up is 20 and there there's all the yeah. speculation about what's going to happen and uh ever since that uh highly publicized little operation ivy reunion happened um a lot of people are talking about you know tony throwing some money at operation ivy to get them to play which Oh, I mean, I I couldn't, I couldn't imagine a better 20th anniversary present than that. That'd be something else. Yeah. So, uh, where where did you, do you remember where you guys played last year? Uh, what venue? Um, hold on. I think it was, so we, so we did like a pre-fest over at the high dive. Oh, the high dive. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. And that was like a pre-fest. Um, that was a lot of fun. Um, and then we played at the next day it was downtown fats. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like the, it used to be like an old, I don't know if it still is, but it used to be like an old, like dueling piano. An old dueling piano like, place. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It sure was. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. And it was, um, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was, mm-hmm. Fest is, it's just like a different, 
it's a different animal man. it's a whole like different a, vibe of an environment like mm-hmm. yeah. everybody's really cool everybody's like really nice yeah. um the the it's everybody is really there for the music or you know mm-hmm. it's it's uh oh yeah it's a yeah it's a different environment it's it's uh I love it, but yeah. It's... Yeah, that's that's what makes fest different than yeah. you know you like your riot fests or like your other festivals yeah. and you know we we've talked we even had a whole episode talking about the the where were we young fest and like you know all oh, of yeah. this stuff that's kind of building and brewing and bamboozles coming back next year so yeah uh, it's it's kind of a wild time for for festivals um, yeah oh yeah 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 but, festivals uh, are nuts man they're they're like. I feel like every every week, man, there's like something new being being announced or whatever. It's mm-hmm. it's funny you just mentioned like the when we were young thing or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's it's every week something new gets announced, and every week it's something huge. Oh yeah, you know. Um, so yeah, it's it's uh, I'm I'm loving what the next couple of years is going to have in store. Yeah. I think it's um. I think because of all the delays and everything that's been going on for the last, um, mm-hmm. you know, since COVID started, yeah, um, I think naturally it's going to bring in a lot of stuff like this. Like it's going to bring in Agreed. a ton of like you know festivals and tons of things like that. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, because of how many bands and how how much the music industry like suffered um, throughout the pandemic. You know, and so I think no matter what, you're going to start seeing. Kind of like in the same vein, like what we were just talking, or we just said about when we were young. Or mm-hmm. uh, there's a there's a festival coming up uh, at this this midpoint of the of the month called what Kraken Music Festival. There's like mm-hmm. yeah, um, there's, there's a cruise uh, festival. Did you see that? There's like <laughs> yeah, newfound glory and a whole yeah. bunch of other bands going. Yeah, out like on the cruise. the emo one out in like California or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's so. Like yeah. yeah, then obviously, like I feel like Flying and Molly does like like a cruise every year or whatever. They do. Um, But they have another one coming up, I think like pretty soon or whatever, like leaving out of, I think here in Florida, like Mm -hmm. it's, it's, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see what's going to happen with like festivals this year. And it's really cool to see how many of of them are getting announced kind of like really early, you know, Mm -hmm. really early in the year. I know that, I think Riot Fest already got announced, right? For next for for this year. Riot Fest, their their dates got announced, but they've only announced, I think, that um My Chem is playing and the Misfits are playing, I think, with their like original lineup. So oh, sure. but they, they haven't yeah, but they haven't announced like the rest of the festival. But I kind of like um the way uh Furnace Fest is is doing yeah. it. Um and Furnace Fest kind of takes a, a page out of the, the fest playbook, like I always love it. Like, so, you know, Fest in April, they always announce like, hey, like, here's 40 bands from the lineup. You know, here's like yeah. 20 or tw- like 20 of the bigger bands and then like 30 smaller bands. And then yeah. check back in June, we're going to announce another 10 headliners and 15 smaller bands and check back in August. Where, you know, I like doing it that way. And I also like yeah. doing it that way because it gives, you know, the the unfortunate side of it is when you announce like a music festival, right? It's like, especially in the times that we're, we're in now, you never really know like who's going to be able to make that engagement. You know, you hope every band can, but the reality of it is, you know, things come along and things happen. So the way Fest does it, which is nice though, is they'll announce 30 bands and then they'll yeah. announce the next 30. But if two of the bands had to drop, Fest will be like, oh, unfortunately, uh, you know, Strike Anywhere had to drop, but because yeah. they dropped, we're 
giving you the lifetime or something like that, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, it's cool that, that they do it that way. And I think kind of riot fest is going to adapt that. And that's what furnace fest in, in uh, Birmingham has been doing too. They're <laughs> announcing part and parcel. So I, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's going to be a great time for music festivals. I think a lot of these bands really need it with, uh, you know, all of the revenue and uh, all of, you know, the, the time that they've lost, you know, throughout this pandemic. So you just really hope that everything goes off uh, without a hitch. Um, and, yeah. you know, it's kind of been put into perspective for me. Like I kind of had some some very hesitant feelings about the When We Were Young Fest that when I first heard about it. But the more that I think about it, like these are bands that I grew up loving. Yeah. And like, and like, who would I really be as like a person if I didn't have an appreciation for these bands being able to get involved in this, get paid, right? Yeah. Get their due, you know, yeah. working hard and playing, you know, small venues and clubs and all this stuff. And now they finally get, you know, you know, a couple, you know, 10, 20, $50,000, who knows, and, you know, yeah. to get paid for doing what they love. So I can yeah. appreciate it. I can appreciate you it. Know I saw I, th- I saw a post from uh, uh, Anthony Ranieri from from Bayside. Sure, for sure. And his post because I think he was he kind of almost sounded agitated or whatever because a lot of people were like, "Well, how the hell is this festival going to happen?" Yeah. You know, it's like mm-hmm. fucking sixty bands on yeah, twelve right. hours and so on mm-hmm. and forth, and it's like you know all these bands want to get paid and and he made a really good point about saying that like you know this entire festival is based on bands that are they're like in a punk community or like they're like yeah. the punk scene or whatever. Like, yeah, these are all bands that kind of grew up like touring in vans and sleeping in vans. And yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that they experience like nights of not getting, you know, paid out from like a club to like, even Absolutely. just be able to put any kind of, any kind of gas money into their, into their gas tank, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and I think, uh, I, I think he drew a really good point on that one. Um, Seeing that you know, like the majority of those, of these bands are, are, yeah, they're they're big, but they're not like gigantic, you know, like you know, like as we were talking about earlier, Adele, you know, yeah, so, right. yeah, of course, um, you know, where you know they're pressing five hundred thousand, you know, copies yep. of their latest record, yeah, yeah, very, you know, very, very well said. They 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 deserve it, and that's really, yeah, that's the exclamation point you can put on that. But uh, so we yeah. we've been we've been at it for about you know a little over an hour, um. I, I know yeah. you've uh, you, you've got some 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 things to get to. You've got uh, some nose to blow, uh, as as yes, we can hear. My, uh, yeah, my yeah. yeah. I don't know what's going on, man? It's like ah, it's. I, it's, uh, I get it, man. You know, at least you have yeah. you have a good reason. Like, yeah, I was, you know, working hard being a carpenter. <laughs> you know, with me, like I have this. I've had this cough for three years, and everyone's like, "Oh, like what are you like in coal mines?" I'm yeah. like, "No, like I, I just <laughs> I, I keep my." air conditioning too low like people like this guy's a loser jeez that's funny but um yeah i mean look look man uh, dan super super appreciative that you took the time to chat with us a bit um you know definitely super excited for what's on the horizon for suck brick kid uh really really excited to get to hear some new music whenever it's time for you guys to put it out um and of course you know like i said we you know as far as smart punk is concerned you know we, we just we, we love what they're doing and, you know, it's super awesome that you guys are, are putting music out, you know, with them and, yeah. and kind of keeping, keeping independent music alive and well. Um, so, uh, but um, I guess the one question I will ask you, um, mm-hmm. and I think probably this might've been one that Mikey had held back, but I was talking too much and didn't let to let him get it. But 
Um, you were about yeah. to say it. I don't know what you no, were. I was say. just about to say, like, uh, last week it was so refreshing when Tom ah, wasn't here and I could you. just talk all I wanted. <laughs> all right. So, um, other than Suck Brick Kid, um, yes. best band in Orlando right now. Putting you on the spot, I know, but. Ah, oh, shit, man. <laughs> um, uh, you know what? I got I to gotta give it up. I got to give it to Mikey, man. I got to give it to, to Forbesy. Out, out of time, time man. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. a great band. They really are. Yeah. They uh they're good dudes. They're working so hard too, man. And they're and they're they're working they're working hard at it too. So I, yeah, I don't know. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm supposed to I don't know if I'm supposed to say, so I won't say the whole thing, but there's a cover that out of time are working on that uh Yeah. I heard it's about gonna, it. It's gonna blow up the yeah. internet when it finally comes out. So, yeah, it's, yeah, I heard about it. I, yeah, I was, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna blow yeah. the whole internet up. So really stoked for that. Yeah. But uh, anything else you got, Mikey, my man? No, just uh, I was gonna ask about the solar bears. Oh, I, I love to talk solar bears, but solar bears. Had, huh? They uh just had like spit and chiclets there last week, which was yeah, like, I heard about unreal that, to 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 hear. Yeah, I was wondering if you made it out to that or if you know solar bears game no you know dude i was so angry because the night before i i well i wasn't angry but you know but excuse me but the night before um i played hockey at rdv and one of the guys was like dude i've got like an extra like five tickets to tomorrow night's game if you want to go and i'm like oh shit man i can't you know like i've got you know like like a seven month old like I can't just like <laughs> I can't just like go and leave the house and whatever go to like a hockey game like that random night of the week like that you know yeah and so he was like oh no problem no problem and then the next day no shit man I'm at work and I open up Instagram or whatever or was it like TikTok or something like that and it like all of a sudden I see uh, uh, was it Paul Bizet or whatever he's like he's like we're at, we're at Amway Center blah 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 you know it's like just putting a big giant plug for pink Whitney. Um, and which if you guys haven't had pink Whitney before, have you guys had that before? Yeah. Unfortunately I have. Yeah. Unfortunately is, is the right word. <laughs> Unfortunately <laughs> it is. It's, it's I feel gross. bad talking crap about it, but yeah, it's, it's, it's rough. It's, it's rough. rough. I took a single shot of it. I think I was, I was in Sanford at this show. We played it. Uh, at the West End or whatever, and I, was, and I, I saw like the hockey stick like in the bathroom, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, "You guys carry Pink Whitney? What?" You know. Yep. And then <laughs> they gave me a shot, and I was like, "That was the worst decision of my life." Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, so, it's like it's literally like yeah. it's like Jepson's Malort, and like God, Pink dude. Whitney Barton's. is like it's like Malort. right under it. Oh man, yeah, I'm, you're like, gonna throw Malort in there. Malort is literally <laughs> oh, the worst tasting thing yeah I've ever got, tasted i've it's got like, a buddy who like who ugh. loves malort and he's got that's, like that's can't be true no I'm, I'm i'm dead ass serious and he loves malort and he's got like a crew i can't remember what his crew is called but they all just go to like random bars and they even bring a bottle of malort with them oh. just to give like other patrons a shot of malort i don't even know what that is so, dude, it's it's horrible. It's it's like a it tastes like a disgusting grapefruit rind yeah. liquor that makes your day that much worse. You know? It's <laughs> like, um, it's it's kind of hard to ever. 
kind of hard to explain. So it's like, I think it's it's like a Chicago thing. Yeah. But somehow it made its way to Gainesville, and it's like a fest rite of passage. Yeah, like it's you horrible. have a shot of you have a shot of Malort, and uh, I think seven or eight years ago I had my first one, and I mean, like when I tell yeah. you, it tastes like dirty bath water, like yeah, with like a like a like a grapefruit peel in it, like that's yeah what it is, and yeah. I like I the fact that someone can say that they like. Jepson's Malort to me thinks that like yeah. they also like staple gunning like thighs <laughs> and like they probably really enjoy like I don't know like burnt burnt oh, toast and just like scraping burnt toast yeah. in their mouth. I don't yeah. buy it. Well, this, but you know, you what? know what? This dude, this dude also like also likes like the heaviest IPA. Like he likes like I don't know if you guys know like resin IPA or whatever. Oh god, yeah. But like yeah, like it's like six points or something like that. Resin IPA. It's like the heaviest IPA I've ever had in my life. And it's oh. like the most, it's the harshest. I don't know how to describe it, man. It's, it's just it's it's terrible. Just hops on hops on hops on bitters on hops yeah. on hops. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that's it, man. Oh. Mikey, yeah. we've, we've, we've definitely come a long way from drinking high life. What was that <laughs> one? Lion head? Lion's head. That's a delicious one. Oh, Shout there's, there's like a, there's like a Chicago drink, I think. Um, I think it's called like a Chicago handshake or something like that. And it's like, it's a shot of Malort, like followed by like pounding like a PBR or something like that. It's like, yeah. I mean, any, any, anything you add a PBR to, like, it just, it just makes it that much more like kind of gross. But I think if you go to like any bar in Chicago and you ask for like the Chicago handshake or something like that, it's like five bucks. And it's like five bucks and you get a shot of Malort in like a Ugh. tall boy PBR or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess if you if you really so if you really were hurting, Ugh. you could do it, man. But dude, yeah. awesome. This this conversation cool. was dope. I, I really loved all of this. Dan, thank you so much for, for hanging with us. Yeah, cheers, my friend. And um, <laughs> sorry. No, you don't yeah. have to apologize, man. Enjoy it. Enjoy yourself and uh all the best. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Before we let you go, um, why don't you yes. just real quick, uh, suck brick kid? Uh, where can we find you on socials? All that fancy, fancy stuff. Instagram. I think it's like suck brick kid. If I'm sorry, I'm like terrible at this, but I think it's I, suck brick kid. If fell okay. on Instagram, I think uh, on Facebook you can find us on Facebook, Facebook, Instagram. Um, I think I made a TikTok once, but I never did anything with it. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, that's that's not really existing, and then I think it's suck for KFL for Twitter. I'm not really sure. I'm the worst with this kind of shit. So Grant's probably <laughs> gonna like Grant Arturo probably gonna be like you're an asshole, man. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, man, yeah, it's 2022. We could find you yeah. guys. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll find you. Don't worry about it. It's all good. Cheers. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, cheers. But hey, Doug Leopard, Candy Panther, forever. <laughs> Go all listen, right, man. Hey. Dog. Thank you so much, man, for hanging with Thank us. You. you have a great rest yeah, of your problem. night, and we'll see you on the Thank other side. Guys. All right, man. Thank Peace. you, guys. Later. Peace. Later.